Welcome back to VMP Anthology, the story of Tribe Records. I'm your co-host, Andrew Winnestorfer. As you know, in this season, we're covering the seven albums included in VMP's eighth anthology, The Story of Tribe Records. On this first episode, An Evening with the Tribe, we'll cover the first two albums in your box set, Phil Ranelin and Wendell Harrison's A Message from the Tribe, and Wendell's own An Evening with the Devil. In this first segment, we hear Marcus Moore talk with Phil Ranlin about how the first Tribe record, A Message from the Tribe, came together, and how ultimately the goal for the record was their own survival as musicians. Then Phil remembers handing the record to Angela Davis at a rally. Then we hear from Wendell Harrison, who talks about how Motown pulling up roots in Detroit and leaving for LA inspired them to start Tribe, and how the songs sound more R&B inspired because of it. Then, Wendell talks about how the recording sessions for A Message from the Tribe dovetailed with the sessions for An Evening with the Devil. curious like when it when it came out because you know you were talking about the uh you know when it came out and you said not a lot of people know about it were you all making this music for people to to know about it or you were just doing it just to you know get some good music out into the world some more good music out into the world yeah get some good music out into the world and also be able to to work because you know if you had a record then you stand a chance of uh you know getting some gigs at least that's where it was then. So that was our gigantic calling card was the record, you know, and then we got a little play around there in Detroit. So and ended up, you know, in some of the playing at some of the school, you know, universities and things because of that, of the record. So, yeah, um, it, uh, but, but the main goal was survival. <laughs> I mean, you know, that's that was my goal then. Just you know, just dealing with life and and I happened to be a musician and and, you know, just trying to get through it, man. You know. This is off the subject, man. I meant to say that when Message from the Tribe came out, um there was a rally. Angela Davis had just gotten out of prison. And so there was a rally and it just so happened the message from the tribe had just came out. It hadn't been out for about a month or two. And I had some copies, and, and, and it was packed. You know, everything was crowded. But Angela was walking by, and so I didn't know her or nothing. She said, hey, Angela, I tried to hand her a copy of, I mean, I handed her a copy of, of, the, of the record over over the heads of about three or four people to her. I don't know. I don't know what she ever did with that record, but uh, at least I had, uh, you know, satisfaction of getting it to her. I said, yeah, I wrote something about you on there. And boom, yeah. <laughs> That's cool, though, man. You got it to her. That's awesome. I wouldn't have had a heart to do that. You, you just did it. That's, that's great. That's powerful. Yeah, yeah. yeah. 
he knew what the devil was. One day, he go to a message from the tribe. That was the next album out. That was more of a R, kind of like an R&B with with uh, 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 like a post bop sound. It's kind of like an R&B uh, on the first side, on side A. Side B was more uh, a post bop feeling, bebop post post bop orchestra orchestration. I used five horns on that. And I arranged it. Um, uh, had a had a tune called Wife, another tune called Merciful and Beneficent, you know. And uh, that was more kind of like more mainstream for jazz. I guess you heard that, right? You heard that one. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Like I said, I'm a big fan, so yeah, I've heard all the stuff. Yeah. So so, but my. These albums vary from time to time, you know, from I'm just capturing this expression at the moment. I just got to talk about side A, side B, message from the drive. The, the, the first part, see, we did these two albums together. We did Evening with the Devil, and we did Message from the Tribe. It was like Message was from the tribe was entitled Freedom Sweet. That was Phil's side. Then I had a, 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 a the side B was Evening with the Devil. And uh, I was about 30 years old. I was about 29, 30 years old. And just getting in town, starting to work with, starting to teach at Metro Arts. That's how I reconnected with Phil again and Marcus Belgrave again in, in Harold McKinney. And because uh, I had met Phil maybe five years prior on the road with Hank Crawford, I went to Indianapolis and I met him in Indianapolis. Now, five years later, he's in Detroit working for Motown. Marcus Belgrave too, because I met him on the road. And these cats came came to uh, Detroit to uh, record his R&B you know, from, 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 from Barry Gordy, uh, uh, Motown Records. Anyway, we decided to, to uh, as I was saying in the last segment, uh, we, we got together and uh, we wanted to record uh, our, our original music. So it was, it was a, a couple guys that was working for Atlantic Records here in Detroit. There was like uh, promotion people for Atlantic Records. And they heard us play somewhere and wanted to record us. They said they had a studio on the other side of town, um, in the suburbs, they had a studio. This is called Fraser, Michigan. It was, it was in Fraser, Michigan. So it was so they were actually RB, I mean promotional people for Atlantic, and they wanted their own project. Uh, released and promoted, and then it was enthused, inspired by by our, our ideology and 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 and, this, and uh, the the tools that we was playing. So we went out there and recorded it live on four track. We took five horns and rhythm section, piano, bass, and drums. And did those two albums 
was about three hours. <laughs> wow, really? Two albums in about three hours. Because we had we 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 had played this music, you know, so we didn't have to rehearse it. Another, uh, we uh, I don't even know if we had music. It was we was it was I think we internalized everything. So we were it was a guy's basement. The studio was in a guy's basement. So we went in there and and uh, played played the stuff straight down. Maybe two maybe maybe we had. Two takes, but I I, I I doubt it. It was like just one take, and then we did a, one, another take. No, it was just one take. Actually, just one take. And with the other take was a, a, a overdubs because we we overdubbed the vocalist, and you know, and, and uh, so that was a message from the tribe, even with the devil. Then the first album. Because we didn't know what we was doing at the time in terms of producing, you know. We just wanted to record. We was wild and stuff. We had a very, very aggressive, you know. Right, right. So, 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 so we recorded the, the stuff, and and because it was sweets, it was just like uh, <clears throat> the sweet that I had the evening with the devil was like five movements. As, uh, uh, Mary, uh, Mary has a boyfriend. Where am I? Angry young man. Consciousness and rebirth, you know. And uh, the original record is different. The original Even with Devil is a lot different. Because I was doing poetry, I was, I was screaming and howling on the, on the, on the, on the first one. So anyway, we put that out. But it had no grooves. It was just continuous. It's like side side one, side A was a com complete twenty minutes of music going from one tune to the next. Side B, which the field was on side B. It was it was it's, uh, uh, just twenty minutes of just music going from one tune to the next. Well, that case we didn't really get that much airplay. Cause we wasn't, we didn't know how to produce for radio. We had to learn. We was learning as we went on. I mean, we, as we was going on, we learned how to do things. In other words, uh, we was just really doing this on the fly, and we was learning, and was, and we was uh, uh, making a lot of mistakes. So we come to find out and say, well, that we we not getting any airplay because we don't have any. The, the tunes have to be separated. So we went back and edited the stuff and came out with the production that you hear now, which is uh, uh, which is not the first album. It's not the first. We, we made two albums out of that one session there. We, we, we made um, uh, The Evening with the Devil and, and we had all the tunes split up, you know, uh, the message from the tribe. We, we didn't call it Freedom Suite anymore. We didn't call it that side, uh, message from the tribe. He just took three tunes, what we need, Angela's, Angela's dilemma, and how we end this madness. 
That's on the on the first side. I mean, on on yeah, on, on message from the tribe. Then I went back in the studio again and did three more tunes for side B of the message from the tribe. I dealt with wife, beneficent, merciful, you know, merciful and beneficent. And so that 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 completed the second album. And at that point, we 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 was began to learn how to produce for a market. No one was telling us about it. No one was actually giving us that much advice. We weren't listening no way, you know. Because we was in a mindset, we wanted to do this thing ourselves. Because a lot of us have been really rejected for a long time by record, the major, major, major labels and whatnot, you know. So we're going to do this ourselves. We were very uh, uh, determined. In this segment, we talk about the second album in your box, An Evening with the Devil, recorded at the same time as A Message from the Tribe. It couldn't be more different than that record. Here, you'll hear Marcus talk to Wendell about how working with Sun Ra affected his proper debut and the inspiration behind the record. I'm very curious about um, An Evening with the Devil, that album. And if you could talk to me about the uh, the making of that record, you know, where where the creativity started and, you know, where you got the idea for it and, and that sort of thing. And just kind of walk me through. I think that would be a good start. Well, it talks about uh, uh, dealing with the American system, living here in America. You know, we deal with the court system. We deal with uh, uh, the politics of uh, women's rights, which is an abortion issue. We deal with uh, on the on the record. Uh, it has a, 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 it was a suite. We deal with uh, uh, where am I? Which talks about uh, where we are, which is American, and we deal with. Uh, 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 these major inner cities, you know, and uh, and we reflect in the experience of the people that live in these inner cities. Deal with police brutality, like the angry young man. That's a that's a uh, 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 a track on that. that has a has a poem by Vajaba, and then we we deal with uh, it opens up with abortion. Mary had abortion, you know. Uh, which uh, t- talks about uh, uh, people speaking about killing infants and stuff like that. But they have major wars going on every day all over the world, you know, and, and sending people at that particular time, people that just got back from Vietnam, Vietnam uh, in the 70s. And we were dealing with uh, uh, people coming back. Uh, there was strung out on drugs. There was uh, 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 handicap and mental issues and whatnot. And still, could, 
was, uh, was still an issue for us. You know, this is back in the cities, uh, the 60s. But, but, but this has been a perpetual reality. Just like today, that record, Dealing with the Devil, is the, is the, is the same reality that, that, that we face today. Of course, we got Black Lives Matter, which is, is the same issue, the same concern. But not. So that, 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 that whole el uh, album is like a re re uh, expression of uh, uh, the economic and, and political politics that we face as black people every day. Uh, evening with the devil. <laughs> yeah, and, and, and I'm, I'm curious because I know last time last time we spoke, uh, you were talking a lot about Sun Ra. So did you create that just off of, um, you know, when you were creating with Sun Ra? Like, like did Sun Ra's influence make its way into that record? Yes, well, Sun Ra's part of me, <laughs> you know. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I, see the experience when you play as a young artist on up to the day, but especially when you're young, every band that you play in, is an institution. It's a school, because you're learning their format. You're learning their their uh, 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 their book and their music to present to their audience and whatnot. So when you're going, you might you might be able to play your instrument. You might be able to read, and, and you have good facilities. But you still got to learn uh, uh, their music. You know, so you you have to internalize that music. You internalize that music. That whole expression. You, you uh, 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 internalize it. So as you go from group to group, from artist to artist, you're building up a, a, a array, uh, an arsenal of experiences. You know, I play with so many people. You know, I got all that uh, inside of me, you know. But with the Sunrise, I, it was uh, really prolific for me because not only did I learn the music, but I learned uh, 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 the business concept. Now, musically, as you as music, when you hear that album, it reminds you of Sunrise because we play a free. We open it up with a free expression. We got like African bells and gongs, and the bass players playing uh, uh, arco bass with the bow. Uh, people, uh, uh, the horns is, is dealing with all kinds of. Uh, distorted sounds, you know, distortion. We're dealing, we're playing off of distortion, and we're trying to uh, pro project the feeling of the community. And we're not in a romantic state of mind. <laughs> in other words, it's not a romantic. In other words, uh, a lot of people say, "Well, why don't you play something romantic and play some of the cold Porter stuff?" Uh, that was written in the 40s and 50s and, and whatnot. They say, well, that's all right, but the, if, if we reflect in the community, especially back in the day, we wasn't in a romantic frame of mind. Now, not with police brutality and all the economic challenges we were facing as, as black folks, you know, uh, 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 we have love experiences in flashes, but we had pressure, everyday pressure. Uh, put on, put on this, you know. So uh, yes, the 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 the, the music uh, very much re resembles uh, uh, 
uh, Sun Ra, the way he uh, would, would, would write some stuff or present his ideas. So there you have it. This ends this episode of VMP Anthology, The Story of Tribe Records. This season of the VMP Anthology podcast was co-hosted by Marcus J. Moore and me, Andrew Winnestorfer, who also executive produced. It was produced by Jonah Graber. A special thanks to Wendell Harrison and Phil Ranelin for their legacy of music and for listeners like you who bought this box set and listened to this podcast. Make sure you pick up Marcus Moore's new book, The Butterfly Effect, at bookstores now. And as always, remember, listen to more Marcus Belgrave.